Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to RPG Hangout, the podcast in which we each pick a game each week and uh, discuss it. I'm your host, Leo, joined by my co-host, Nathan. How's it going? So this week, the games that we chose are um, Strangers in Paradise, sorry, Strangers of Paradise, Final Fantasy Origin, and you're doing Pokemon Arceus? Uh, Yeah, Pokemon Legends Arceus. Right. So... We're going to be getting into that fairly soon, because the news this week is extremely light. So we'll just kind of hop right into that and uh, get it out of the way. So, just double-checking, yep. The the main news is Strangers in Paradise, this is early access, is available right now uh, as of recording this. But the main game will be fully released uh, as of tomorrow night, when or... Um, Midnight for a lot of people on um, Friday. So Friday morning. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's, it's there. There's going to be a showcase for that new Harry Potter game on Thursday. I do not care yeah, about it. Like a state of play. So yeah, it's, it's like a state of play. You know, kind of like what they did for um, Ghostwire Tokyo and whatnot. Um, yeah. It, I don't care. I, I'm putting a kibosh personally on on Harry Potter stuff because fuck J.K. Rowling, so there's that. So I, I'm not I'm not gonna really talk about that Harry Potter game much. Ever. I'm also just not really a fan of Harry Potter in general. Yeah, I got burned out on it fairly early before the J.K. Like Rowling I, stuff, but yeah, like I like I marathoned it and then yeah. like I just haven't watched them ever since. And like yeah. it wasn't even that good of an ending to the series. Oh God, I hate how. The se- I hate the seventh movie so much. It's so fucking boring. <laughs> Why they decided to do that, I don't know, but it, it's whatever. Well, money. Anyway. Money is why. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, GTA V's next, next, next gen update is out now. Uh, like it's actually out, out? Yeah, it's actually out, out. So you should be able to like download it, play it, and whatever. 
Nice. Yeah, I have yet to do that, but I'm looking forward to seeing what it's like. If is it free? Uh, the online is free for PS Plus members. Uh. The main story is, I believe, still currently discounted at ten dollars right now, but it it should be ending fairly soon. Right. I own GTA Five and so many fucking right. <laughs> I have it on PS3, PS4, now PS5, and PC. It, It's one of those evergreen things, I guess. Yeah. Um, Sonic 2 got a new trailer and poster. Did you see any of either of those? I, I did, yeah. It played Homage. Yeah, it, it, I think it's really nice that they're leaning a little bit more into the video game stuff. I mean, the trailer actually doesn't really look that bad either. Oh no, the movie looks pretty good. The only thing that is annoying me about it, like, I'm I'm pretty much okay with just about everything in the movie, except for him constantly spouting out random fucking references, like he's Deadpool or something. It's it's kind of annoying because he keeps he's like, oh, uh, oh look, it's Winter Soldier. It's like, ah, uh. and then in a previous trailer, he was like, ah, I'm Batman, kind of thing. Oh yeah, no that that's something that bothered me too. Cause like, in any of the old Sonic like stuff, if they portrayed him in like an animation or whatever, he was like cool. He was funny, but he was like more cool and laid back. Yeah, you not know, cracking jokes every fucking second. Yeah, like that's not who Sonic was. No, but he's, but it still looks cool. Yeah, so. like I I liked the first movie. The first movie was pretty good. This one looks good. The only thing that's a little bit annoying is the references. And I do, again, like, I like how they're paying homage to, like, the actual games. You know, the the poster is, like, the second game's box art. The voice actress for Tails is the same person. Yeah. So it's, it's awesome. Though it is, like, a weird mix to have, like, the original voice actor for Tails, but then... Sonic and Knuckles are both voiced by just like big name actors. Yeah. It's kind of odd. Like 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 modern actors. Yeah, like Tails is Idris Elba. Sorry not Tails, uh, Knuckles is Idris Elba. Though I will say Idris Elba is doing a fantastic job as Knuckles. Yeah. Uh the next bit of news. Uh Monster Hunter Rise's DLC, Sunbreak, is releasing uh June thirtieth. That's kind of cool. I I don't have access to Monster Hunter Rise, so oh well. Me neither. Well, you don't have the game, but you do have the means to play the game. Yeah. But I mean, it looks nice. I mean, it's on PC too. Really? Yeah. It it just released on Steam. Really? Let me see. Let me look at that. Because uh, it's on sale right now, dude. Really, Monster Hunter Rise? Yeah. I saw it last night when I was browsing the new uh, speaking sale. Speaking of new sales, uh, there's a new PlayStation sale. Just went up this morning. Let's see. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah, it went from 60 to 39.59 right now. Yeah, and if you want to get the Sunrise Deluxe Edition, it's 51.13. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, so I might see about, like, let's see what the requirements are to see if it's any... If if my computer could even hope to to run it, probably not. Well, I, I mean, it runs on the I Switch. I know my computer can. It runs on the Switch, so it should be yeah. fine. So let me see. 
Odds are you can beat a will handle it. Yeah, let me go to normal Monster Hunter Rise. It takes... Yeah, mine can just handle it perfectly fine. 8 gigabytes of RAM, a GTX 16, sorry, 1060, uh, 3 gigabytes. Uh, da, 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 da. Yeah, cool. Mine will handle it very well. Oh yeah, yours you're breeze through it. Absolutely fine. <laughs> it looks look, pretty cool though. It does. It looks very pretty and I like the different kind of styles it's going for. It's nice. Um, The final bit of news is... Oh, wow. <laughs> You're right, it's short. Oh, yeah, no. Literally, we... There was, like, nothing coming out this week. I kept keeping an eye out, and just nothing. So, yeah, the final bit of news is that the Future Game Show is happening on March 24th. And one of the confirmed trailers is that it'll have another, probably, final trailer for uh, Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga. Mm-hmm. And, of course, a ton of news will come out that day, so I'll be keeping as close an eye out for what's coming out. But, yeah, literally, that that's it. That's the news. Probably the, one of the shortest news that we've had. <laughs> Besides maybe, like, the first episode. Yeah, true. The very first episode had no news. <laughs> uh, so, with that... We can kind of move into the main thing, unless there's any bits of news that you know of. I do not. Okay. I mean, normally if I figure out something, you figure out something, so... True. Or you figure it out first, then you're the one telling me my news. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so... This podcast is how I've been finding out most things. <laughs> hey, it's not necessarily a bad thing. <laughs> it's a good way for you to get the news. Um, so yeah, so... So how much, uh, how much, uh, are you able to talk about with how much of Final Fantasy you played? Not a whole lot. So, so yeah, let's get into the main bit of the thing. I have a lot, so again, we're, I'm playing Strangers in Paradise, you played, uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus. So, let's kind of get our... The laundry out. Oh, sorry. Yeah, let's let's get the air out the laundry. I literally only beat the first boss of Strangers in Paradise. Not because of difficulty or anything like that. Just sheer technical issues kept happening. And also, just a lot of different stuff got in the way. But, oh, really? yes. But even with that, I still have a lot to talk about. So... That's fair. So th- there's that. About So how about you? How far did you get in Pokemon Legends? Uh, man. <laughs> there's not much, I mean, there's not much story going on, so I can't really tell. Hmm. But, like, there's a whole lot of freaking adventuring, and I'm just, like, slowly progressing. I'm in, I'm in the second, uh, big open world map area. So I'm guessing I'm like kind of far by now. Okay. Nice. So, how would you like to do this? You want me to go first, or do you want to go? Oh, you can go first. I think I went first last time. You did. So, okay. So, what kind of questions do you have about uh, Strangers of Paradise? 
Is it is the combat a lot like Final Fantasy fifteen? No. If anything, the combat's closer to like Tales of Arise, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, so it has a very kind of deep ish combat system. First off, there's the job system. So, you know, depending on what weapon you want to use, you have to switch your job to be able to use that weapon. Uh, and then you, ha- you also have to change, like, all of your armor and everything. But, um... Damn. Yeah. That's like that's like Final Fantasy fourteen right uh, there. Almost, yeah. It, th- there's some problems that I have with the job system and kind of some of the loot and everything. But I'll, I'll get into that in a little bit. Um, but, so you attack primarily with R1 and then you can do like a, a heavier kind of attack with R2 and then there's like also this combo system going on as well mm-hmm. um, which can make battle a lot more interesting but you absolutely do not need to know anything about the combo system if you want to like just get through the game which is nice um, then there's these there's the soul shield and the soul burst so the soul shield you use to like block an attack fairly quickly. It's a little bit faster than like using your shield, but it brings down your break gauge or your stamina. Um, right. And you know if you run out of break gauge, you're you're staggered and very vulnerable to just getting absolutely absolutely destroyed. <laughs> um, but you can also use the soul shield to like absorb an attack and redirect it back at them. By using square, which is kind of neat. Um, so it's very diverse, I think. Oh yeah, and once you break an enemy's break gauge, you then can go up and use the soul break, which is ba- basically you just like completely destroy the enemy. <laughs> it's just pretty much like a, a a hit button to kill enemy thing. It kind of gives you some bonuses if you do them successfully, like, it ups your maximum MP and everything. So there's that. When you die, so, as you might have heard in, like, some of the lead-up and the talk around the game, uh, it's very Souls-like, but if anything, it would be Baby's first Souls-like. Yeah, so there's, like, checkpoints just absolutely everywhere. So if you die, you're not getting set back that much, and when you die... There isn't, like, a currency that you you spend. Because, like, in, in Souls-like games, or Souls-born games, even, your, your currency and your experience are the same thing. So you kind of have to choose what you spend it on, and also, you know, in order to level up. And if you die, you have to reclaim it. That's not a thing in this right. game. So you have to... All that have... It, your MP gets halved, and that's it. And you can even turn that off in casual mode. So if you go to story mode, you can then optionally turn on casual mode, which means that your MP comes back, your allies will be revived, and it's it's fine. Uh, but I was, huh? Oh, I I was just like saying, oh, like okay, sorry, that's interesting. <laughs> but yeah, so this that's kind of combat in a nutshell. There's the whole, you know. Once you hit a checkpoint, if you rest at the checkpoint, uh, the enemies will respawn and everything. But overall, they're not too bad. Enemies tend to have weaknesses to certain weapons or different types of magic as well. So in right. that 
in that sense, it is similar to 15, in a way. But, yeah, uh, I get that. But otherwise, uh, no. Okay. Yeah. Any and other so, so, so it is like a remake of the first one, like a re-envision? Yes. So, it is a reimagining of the first game with a lot of differences, obviously. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> so, to kind of give some background information, the first game, you start off, literally, like, after the opening cutscene, which... If you that's from the PS1 version on, after the opening cutscene, which has like nothing to do with the main story, um, you're kind of just dropped in front of Cornelia, the first city, and you go in, talk to the king. The king tells you, "My daughter's been kidnapped. Go save her, and uh, we'll build the bridge for you so that you can continue your journey." So you go do that. You fight a guy named Garland. Um, He's the first boss. You save, I remember Garland. Yeah, you save the princess, bring her back, they build the bridge, and you continue on the story. So, that's completely different than what happens in this game. So you still start out in front of Cornelia, kind of. It has a lot of missed opportunities here and there, but basically, one of the first cutscenes... Well, okay. So you start the game, it goes into a cutscene showing... Garland kidnapping the princess and, like, killing everyone on his way through. Right. Then it goes to you and your buddies fighting a late-game boss, Tiamat. You, you, you fight the boss, and then it's like, we won? Looks like it. And then it just kind of fades to black, and then you wake up in the tutorial, which is a very blatant tutorial. It if you played the trial, you, you'll know what the tutorial is. You're just in a wheat field going from, like, dot to dot doing miniature <laughs> tutorials. It's it's weird. Then it goes to Jack, the main character, going towards Cornelia, kind of like the original game. When he turns around and the other two guys, Ash and Jed, are there, basically they go, chaos? Chaos. And then... Their best friends five ever. And then it it literally cuts to black. A bit of text pops up saying, The king sent them to fight some beasts. Then it goes to a cutscene of them on a boat. After having fought the beasts. Him, Jack... Huh? I said interesting. Yeah. And then Jack says, When's the king gonna actually like direct us towards chaos? Grumble, grumble. Grumble, complain. Then you go talk to the king in another cutscene, and he's like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. You guys are probably the the warriors of light, though your crystals are fucking weird. Um, <laughs> go ahead and go to the shrine. And then that's the first level, going to you know the, the shrine itself. So it's like a, a pseudo-recreation of the shrine from the, the original game, except for the reason you're there is a bit different. You're not trying to save Princess Sarah. She's already fine... And safe at Cornelia, for some reason. And then okay, so that's where they really started to change it up. Oh no, they started changing up like from the beginning. Like, like if they well, yeah, but like that's like a that's like a pretty major difference though. It's like she's already safe. Yeah, like she, literally, she's playing an instrument in front of a fountain when you first like talk to her. <laughs> I I, don't know, I I feel like I need 
I definitely need to continue playing the game to see like what's happening, what's going on. Because, but at the same time, I also feel like the game has already spoiled a lot of this in its marketing and like the director's discussions and everything. It, I'll, I'll get into that in a in a minute. Okay. But yeah, so so when you fight the boss, you the boss says, "I am not chaos yet." I am to become chaos. And then they're like, oh, fuck, you're Garland, aren't you? And he's like, no, I'm to be chaos. <laughs> <laughs> so you fight Garland, or who you assume to be Garland, go for the unmasking, turns out to be like a girl. And she explains to you that she was part of a different set of warriors of light who were also looking for chaos. But it turned out that, or at least they came to believe that chaos doesn't actually exist it was just a wild goose chase the entire time. So she ventured to become Chaos in order to give heroes, like the next set of heroes, someone to fight. And what? Exactly. <laughs> to this, uh, Jack says, bullshit, leaves, you know, <laughs> playing Limp Biscuit, And then immediately outside the, the shrine, he says, I don't b fully believe you. I think that there is a Chaos out there and we must find him. And then she's like, okay, fine, let me join you. Uh, sh prove to me that chaos actually exists, kind of thing. Now, as for... Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Yeah. So, as for how I feel that the game's already kind of spoiled it, they have already stated that Jack is Garland. Wait, really? Yes. So, his name is Jack Garland. And, like, if you look on, like, the websites and whatnot and some of the pre-release stuff, they just straight up say his, he's Jack Garland. <laughs> um, and in some of the trailers, too. So they spoil the fact that he is, he is, his name is Garland. Uh, there's also five Warriors of Light in this game, and there's only supposed to be four, which means that it's very likely that Jack just for some somehow accidentally ended up in the party at some point, and is just kind of going along with it, because he doesn't have memories. All he knows is must fight chaos. That's that's weird. That's really weird. Yeah. <laughs> so, let's kind of so some of the more nitty-gritty things. So, we'll kind of go the the broad. Um the reviews for this game are very divided. Some people have given it like a 1 out of 5. Some people have given it an 8 out of 10. So, very divided on this game. I heard I heard uh, a lot of places give it a 7. Yeah, well, some some places tend to traditionally give things sevens, but yeah, it, it it's varied. It's pretty much anywhere between like garbage and it's pretty good. Is is the range? Personally, yeah. I fall on the it's pretty good. the The beginning is very stiff. You know, just based off of how I described it to you, like you don't play for like a good ten minute, ten to fifteen minutes if you're watching the cutscenes, and it felt like there was some missed opportunities there. Right. Personally, I feel that the whole the king sends them off on a mission to kill some beasts could have been the tutorial instead of the fucking wheat field of destiny or whatever the fuck. Um, especially since they also ended up sprinkling some more tutorials throughout the first level. So it felt kind of pointless that they did, did the wheat field of destiny. Yeah. Like um, it, wasn't, it really wasn't necessary. Yeah. But I also have a feeling that they had a lot of different intentions for this game before they probably had to scale it back, it feels like. So that might have been a tutorial that you actually would have done. They pro It might have also been open world originally. Because it feels like it could have been, but they just decided to make it mission-based instead. So, that kind of sucked. 
Yeah, it sounds like the other would have been way funner. Yeah. Well, there's a, a lot of, like, minor changes that I think could have made this, like, a very, very good game. If it was yeah. at least a little bit more open world, a little bit more, you know, s- smoother in its transitions would have been nice. Let's see. So, uh, some, uh, again, some other small things. Falling off of stuff. So, falling, quote-unquote, to your doom works very similar to Jedi Fallen Order. So, you'll just spawn back at the top and just try try that again kind of thing. All so right. it, it's a lot more forgiving than say Dark Souls where you fall off you, you died. It sucks to be you. <laughs> yeah. Personally I would I would probably set the game around a 7 to 8. I like it. It's good. I have I'm having fun with it and me replaying the first dungeon 3 times should be a testament to that. <laughs> cuz that is why I only played the first level. It's cuz I had to go through the damn thing three times so the first time i went through was during the demo well technically overall the total number of times i've gone through that dungeon is actually five if you count the first two trials um right but then for the demo for like the actual like sitting down to play it for this episode uh i had to go through it once and then by the time i got through the first part the full game had released because I, I was taking breaks here and there and everything. Like, it's a very fairly short dungeon, but I was proceeding with caution. Because I was confused by, like, what was going on with the story, whether or not this was actually truly the final version and whatnot. But I went through, and I got just up to the boss before, like, the full game released. And I was like, okay, I'll, you know, switch it over to that. When I did, it started me back at the beginning of the dungeon with all of the items I had collected previously. Really? Yes. So I was like, uh. And I thought, okay, so maybe it's just like, you know, that's just what happens when you close out of the dungeon. You know, you're put back at the beginning, but, you know, you had opened up shortcuts by that point to be able to get back faster. No. It had completely reset the dungeon, save for a few key things. So I had to go back through the entire dungeon, reopening chests, reopening shortcuts, re, you know, going through. Yeah. And... <laughs> I get back to the end, and I go to open the chest that has the key to the final boss, or the boss of the dungeon, and the chest is already open. I'm like, oh, okay, so I it, I still have the key, so I'll just go go to the final boss, or the boss of the dungeon. I go, the door's locked. I keep looking through my items and everything. For some reason, the dungeon reset, I still had all of the items except for the key item, and the dungeon didn't reset the key item's chest. Oh my god. So I had to completely restart my game, go through the first dungeon again, and then fight the first boss for the first time. And this was yesterday. You know, going each time I had to, like, restart the dungeon, I I would stop for a few hours because it's just, you know, you remember what happened when I lost 8 to 12 hours of progress in Final Fantasy VII Remake? I didn't touch that game for a fucking week. It's pretty crushing. (laughs) Yeah. With this one, it was, it was a bit annoying, but I was able to do it. Because I wanted to at least get through the first boss. Yeah. But yeah, so that, that was the technical difficulties. But I still had fun each time I went through. I was able to play it slightly different each time, kind of. You know, it was it was fun. Actually, when I, it first reset, I was actually having a lot of fun going through that early area with a class that you're not supposed to get until, like, mid midway through to the end of the dungeon. So that was fun, but 
otherwise, when I had to completely restart again, it was a little bit annoying. I bet, yeah. Some changes that they made from the trial. So in the trial, at least the first trial, and I believe the second trial as well, in a room directly off of, like, the boss room, there is a room that has, like, some really good items in it. And in the trial, it's guarded by, like, a manticore. So, uh, it was either a manticore or a chimera. One of those two. Yeah. In the main game, it's now guarded by a tonberry. Do you remember a tonberries? I do. Yes. Deadly motherfuckers. Yes, they are. They're not... Qu- so, they're still quite deadly in this game. <laughs> but that's kind of a thing that you can kind of say about some of the enemies that they've reintroduced into this game. The super deadly ones aren't as deadly. I mean, they're still quite deadly. But if if you're able to get in at them fast enough, they're not as deadly. So, for example, the Tonberry. If you if you use the lance um, job, you can mm-hmm. easily just like chuck your lance at it from a distance, and you'll be fine. Similar thing with um, the Cactar. You you come across a Cactar. It still has its thousand needles uh, thing that can kill you in one go. But if you kill it fast enough, you're fine. Yeah, that's how it's always been. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, but the thing is, usually and traditionally, they also tend to have huge amounts of health as well. Like in Final Fantasy VII uh, Remake, the Tonberry that you encounter there, it has like a ridiculous amount of health. It moves extremely slowly, but it will not hesitate to use a chance to just fucking use death and just stab you. Kill, yeah. kill just straight up kill you. I remember every time I saw that move being used, I was I, like, I would freak out, and be like, "Get the fuck away! Get the fuck away!" Oh, uh, the thing that would always scare me was like, it free when the Tonberry like freezes you, like you just stop and then teleports right next to you. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't really do that in this game. He still moves kind of slow, but he's a bit more squishy, and he doesn't exactly you like come up to stab you. But of course, I never got in close enough for him to stab me. But he does shoot, like, a ton of fucking magic at you. What was another change? Oh, yeah, the music cues cut short now, for some reason. So, I, I don't know. So, the, the music cues I'm talking about is, so, when it's when the cutscene introducing the, the wheat field of destiny uh, comes in, it's playing Frank Sinatra's My Way, which is <laughs> the song that they used in the final trailer for the game. Yeah. Uh, in the final trailer for the game, of course, it plays like pretty much the whole song. But in this, it plays just like the final part of the song, and it kind of cuts off Frank Sinatra in the middle of saying "My Way," and it's really annoying. Uh, the other, the other cue that they cut off is the Limp Biscuit part when Jack says "bullshit" and walks off playing Limp Biscuit. It cuts slightly faster to him outside. And instead of getting to, like, the main part of the chorus and then, like, cutting off, it cuts off just as the, that chorus is about to start. Oh. Yeah. It's really annoying. But when, is... when songs skip just before the chorus, that's really unsettling. Yeah. It, oh. But, I mean, I still like the fact that he, he has his phone with him and fucking earbuds, and it's not explained at all. Like... It's heavily implied that it's an isekai now, which is kind of neat, but at the same time, not at all explained. (laughs) At least not yet. It probably will explain 
in the like 30 hours I still have to play of this game. Hopefully. Hopefully. Well, I, I should be able to do it. In fact, I do intend I'll probably do like an update next week on it because I do intend yeah. to play a bit more of it, especially since the game I'll be playing for next week is a lot easier to play anywhere because I'll be playing it on my Vita. So that'll make it a lot easier. Yeah. Uh, there is a bit of a weird lip sync issue in it. Oh god. So in the cutscenes it's fine. Like it it's you might notice something like might be slightly off maybe, but you know, it's a game that was originally in Japanese translated to English, but of course I believe they actually went forward with English in mind in this game. But anyway, it's more the the uh character interactions outside of cutscenes. So like when you first introduced in Castle Cornelia to the king and the queen and one of the princesses uh you can talk to them and there it looks like they're using in like maybe a, an auto sinker for the lip syncing right. so it kind of looks like they're puppets you know just <laughs> flapping their gums in time with the the wav form uh, i i i really should like go back and like switch the language to japanese to see if it actually like, syncs up better with japanese or not but i do really feel that it's probably that they used an auto sinker and it's just following the WAV form. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it might be a little bit better in Japanese. It might. That's something I need to check, but it, it's just it's so awkward <laughs> at times. I bet. <laughs> other than that, the only other thing... Oh, you can pause in this game. Though it doesn't pause the timer, which is annoying. Really? Yeah, so, like, to pause, you hit the menu button, which doesn't pause the game... And then an option pops up to be able to pause the game. And and then you can pause. And it freezes everything on the screen, including the timer, but when you resume, the timer catches up. Which is a bit annoying. Uh, yeah. I don't like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, da, 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 da. It's mission-based. There's the jobs. I've already talked about the story a bit. Okay. So I guess the last thing. Uh, the physical pre-order bonus is a bit garbage. What'd you get? Well, so I didn't buy it physically, oh. primarily because the pre-order bonus was garbage. It's it's a fucking hat. That's it. Yeah, so it's it's a snap back cap with like Ooh. a net a mesh netting, so kind of like a trucker cap. Ew. And it's just like the Strangers in Paradise, Strangers of Paradise, Final Fantasy Origin logo, but without the the like garland in the background. It's just the text. I mean, you lost me at Snapback, dude. I don't like Snapbacks. True. <laughs> like, there's, there's some games that come with some really neat, like, physical pre-order bonuses, but that hat, nah. If it had, like, the garland in the logo, maybe. But it doesn't even would've, have that. It would have given it a little bit more character, at least. Well, yeah, because it's the full logo. Like, Final Fantasy logos, a lot of them are about the background art of the logo. Yeah. If, if you don't have that, you're, you're just missing something, you know? But overall, I think that that's it. I will definitely be playing a lot more of it. Yeah. Because I, I do... like I, I, At first I was hoping that I would be able to at least get through the, the area that was within the first... Sorry, the second trial. But uh, sadly, no dice. Uh, but yeah, that's it. So what do you think of Strangers in Paradise? Strangers of Paradise, sorry. Uh, I mean, it doesn't sound bad, mm. but 
a lot of a lot of it does sound very annoying, and I don't think I'll play it anytime soon. <laughs> mm, that's fair. Like I said, it is very divisive for a lot of people. Personally, I do. It's very charming in how silly it is, but it definitely does have a lot of potentially off-putting problems. I mean, I think it looks pretty, and like the idea of it's really cool, but yeah. From from the sounds of what you were talking about, like a lot of that stuff would be hard for me to look past. Like it it just seems like one of those games that I would start playing and then I would just like stop. Mm, I, I can see that, and, yeah. And not and not just not finish it forever. I think that something that could have been a little bit more interesting is if they potentially made their own Final Fantasy thing, like completely original, not necessarily reliant on it being a reimagining of the first game. Yeah, but just just a Final Fantasy spinoff like they have done before. Yeah, and make it an isekai like they pretty much are. But I can kind of see yeah. why they decided to go for for this, you know? It's just like uh, after playing 15 and playing the remake of 7, like mm. those, those two games are really hard to beat for me because 15 was fucking incredible. Like I loved it. And yeah. then the remake of Seven was like like that's that's what you call a good remake. Yes, in fact, it feels like they they looked at Seven and they were like, "Why be coy about it?" Yeah, <laughs> you know, because with with Final Fantasy Seven remake, the whole idea of it, like one of the big messages of it is, we feel restrained. We want to change the story. But we feel restrained. And at the very end, it's kind of pretty much saying, we intend to make changes from here on out so that you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, exactly. Where this game is just like, yeah, we're not going to take a whole game to explain that we're changing shit. We're changing shit. <laughs> so, I mean, hey. <laughs> yeah, so I, I definitely intend to, to continue playing it. Another thing that it makes me really want to do is play Final Fantasy 1 again. You have it, don't you? I do. I actually have it uh, in multiple forms. Uh, I have the PSP version, which is supposedly the definitive version. I have the PS1 version. I have the Steam the Steam re-release of the NES version. <laughs> so, yeah. The, the major differences between the versions um, are... The PSP version, the reason it's the definitive version is it has, like, a whole nother dungeon added to it and some oh, additional cool. content. Yeah. And it's also yeah, I, one of the best-looking ones. I, I, I have it for only my uh, PSP, but one, I don't have PSP anymore. Mm. And then I have it for my Vita as, like, I bought it from the store as, like, a classic. Mm. So it's so the that, PS1 version of it? Yeah, but it's, like, 1, 2, and 3. Yeah. But it kind of runs like shit on the Vita because it's not like a definitive edition. Yeah, the PS One version is kind of fun. The only issue is like the best one to play is the PSP version because you can save in the overworld easily. Where with the PS One version, you can only save at inns. Anyway, so we just wrap. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips and adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Up, um, talking about Strangers of Paradise. So let's go ahead and get into Pokemon. Okay, so initially I don't have too much to talk about, right? but a decent amount to talk about. Uh, do you have any questions about it, though? Not really knowing much about Pokemon. Yeah. So the things that I know about it, I know that it's set in the past. It's a Pokemon Isekai. Yes. Um, well, okay, wait. Let me stop you there. Okay. It's not, it's not full-on Isekai. Right. There, there, like there is different regions, but they're very big regions. But yeah, they're very big regions. Yeah. But like, so, uh, continue. So what I meant by isekai is uh, like the Japanese anime trope of someone from the future being teleported into the past. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. I thought isekai meant uh, open some, world. Something yeah, something no. completely different. No, 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 we're talking about the Japanese trope of someone being sent to a fantasy world. Or in yeah, this yeah, case, yeah. sent to the past. No, I, I realized, like, literally everything you previously <laughs> talked about, it all connected. I was like, wait a second, I'm talking about something completely different here. <laughs> uh, 
uh, yeah, yeah. So he he, he gets uh, your character gets thrown onto a beach from a big giant space time continuum. Nice. And people are like, "Wow, you survived that shit!" <laughs> and like, for some reason, no one knows how to catch a Pokemon except you. So they're like, "Dude, you gotta like, you gotta make this Pokedex for us." And then the Pokedex is literally just like a written book instead of like a fucking like phone. <laughs> nice. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, I know that. You get to play with the rudimentary Pokeballs. You can throw them in the overworld at will. Yeah, you can You can just be running around and you can just like throw Pokeballs willy-nilly. I guess the questions that I have. So you already kind of answered one, is that it's not open world. It's segmented into big regions. Yeah, but these regions are really, really big, so... Yeah. I guess... So we've also kind of slightly discussed the story a little bit, but you'll probably get into that in a minute. Um, what is, like, is there like a difficulty curve or anything to it? Or is it just kind of, you know, linear in that sense? Uh, there's, there's no real difficulty. It's just how, like, each region has, like, a level range of Pokemon. Because mm. you don't level yourself, but, you're, of course, your Pokemon level up. Yeah. Uh, but there's, like, no real limit to what level of Pokemon you can catch. It's just the real difficulty comes into battling them. Oh, yeah. That's so... Uh, so, like, obviously, like, if your Pokemon are, like, ten levels under the world Pokemon... Yeah. Then, then you're gonna have some trouble. But if you can weaken them enough, you can catch them super easy, so it's not that... It's not that hard. Yeah. So, I heard that there's, like, two or two different types of like combat there's like the more traditional kind of you know you throw your pokemon out kind of combat but there's a different kind of combat as well uh i mean there's like they added like this new thing called strong style and agile style right during combat the combat's the same you just uh you know if you want to catch a pokemon you just throw a pokeball or you can like switch to your pokemon and, and just throw a pokemon at it and then that'll initiate a battle in real time yeah, and and the great thing is, is like you can just like be running around like a maniac while you're fighting the Pokemon, <laughs> or you can you can actually literally intervene in the in the move. Like the move could hit you instead of the Pokemon, hmm. which is something that's like pretty new and pretty cool. Yeah, but they have the traditional like Pokemon battles with people every now and then. So I don't like I don't really know what you mean like different combat because it it's the same essentially so i just remember seeing that in something that i was watching that there is you know the the more traditional kind of semi-turn based or kind of more traditional turn based combat and then there was like because i know that there's you know you can just chuck a pokeball at an enemy instead of going into a fight with it but i guess whether there was like you can send your pokemon to do do like a weakening attack or something before you did that? Uh, I don't know. No, so so as far as that stuff goes, you you have items that you can throw at the Pokemon to stun them before you attack them. Right. And then when okay. you initiate the battle, they'll be caught off guard, and then you get like three moves uh, at the start of the battle. Right. Uh, but that's really all I know. Or you can hit the Pokemon on the back, and then that'll change the way the battle turns out. Okay, it's kind of neat. But the, 
Yeah, but there's no real like stunning them with your Pokemon or thing. You can you can throw your Pokemon at like objects to collect stuff, but that's about it. Yeah, I, I saw that in a clip where you're just like chucking your Pokemon around to collect shit. And then I also saw someone crossing like the ocean or a river or something using Badoofs. <laughs> yeah. So that's yeah, fun. it's it's really cool. You can literally just like like something that I've always wanted to do is like kind of just like have your Pokemon out with you and you can mm. just like throw your Pokemon on the ground and it'll like come out and you can say hello to it and pet it and that's nice which is pretty cool and there's there's no limit to like what kind of Pokemon you can get like it's oh, yeah. all it, it's all mostly the original Pokemon and yeah. tons of the new Pokemon as well because you know it's supposed to be like an origin story so they have to go back to like the original Pokemons and stuff like that yeah which I think is really cool, and like in the in the overworld, there's uh, there's evolutions. So if you don't want to like evolve a Pokemon that you caught, you could just catch the evolution instead, and then complete the Pokédex and all that. Nice. I, I heard that there was a a bit of a cheatsy way of helping fill out the Pokédex by just like because to to catalog the the Pokemon. Don't you have to, uh, like, document it doing certain things? Yeah, so there, you just have to level up to a level 10 to actually consider it completed. Right. Uh, but they have a huge list where it's like, catch this type of Pokemon 25 times. Oh, God. <laughs> or defeat this Pokemon 25 times. Or see this Pokemon use Tackle 15 times, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. And, like, the more you do that, the more, like, research points you can get. And then that's where your character can level up. But their level up form is the form of, like, uh, how strong a Pokemon they can catch at that level. Yeah. So so you you fill out the Pokedex, you get research points, you take the research points to your your boss, per se. And then your boss gives you a star, and then that gives you stronger Pokeballs, stronger, like, equipment, and stuff like that. Yeah. Let's see, do I have any other questions per, per se? Um, I think question-wise, I'm good. So, I guess, just kind of start going through some of the things that you, you want to talk about, about Legends Arceus. Yeah, so it's very dry in story. <laughs> yeah? It sounds yeah, it. I, I think the story is the weakest aspect of this game. Everything yeah. else is beautiful. It's wonderful. Like, it's probably considered, like, one of the best Pokemon games that I've played, minus the story. But yeah. then again, I've never really actually been into the story of Pokemon games, more of so just the collect collection of Pokemon. To be fair, most Pokemon games' story are pretty much the same, so... Yeah, like, like you, you, got, you got your professors, you got your, you know, your Team Rockets... Yeah, you, and then you, you have... got like you got like the super powerful Pokemon that's trying to destroy the world. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like all of them are. You're going through the gyms, then you have you know the bad guy you have to fight, and then you do Victory Road, and then you're done. Like yeah. the fact that Pokemon has been getting away with pretty much making the same game every year. Like people complain about Call of Duty being the same. People complain about you know. The Assassin's Creed's were, like, exactly the same game. But no one but, complains about Pokemon. Yeah, you look at Pokemon, and every single game has been the same. This is, like, probably one of 
the bigger changes. Except for, of course, like like we were talking about like last week or the week before that, the weird spin-off ones like uh, Pikachu TV and Hey You Pikachu. And, of yeah. course, the Coliseum games. I mean, literally all, all Game Freak has to do is like just add a new Pokemon or two, and people are like, let's fucking get this game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> one aspect I want to add is this is like one of the first Pokemon games to where you don't have to trade with friends to actually complete the Pokedex. That makes sense, seeing as the main part of the story is completing the Pokedex, so yeah, that's nice. But, like, because, like, Sword, for example, yeah, you have to trade with somebody else to complete the Pokedex because you don't find the other starter Pokemon in the game. Yeah. Or you, or you have to trade uh, someone that has shield to get the shield legendary Pokemon. You know, shit like that. Yeah, that's the sad thing about Pokemon games is... Because of the the fact that they split it up, it's made it, you know, it's pretty much two version, identical versions of the game, except for what Pokemon is in each one is slightly different. And with this game, a lot of people were super excited, like, oh, cool, you know, it's one game. But I don't now, need friends. <laughs> yeah, but now they're releasing uh, the, those new ones. I can't remember what they're called. Scarlet and Violet. Yeah, Scarlet and Violet, which is going back to form. Yeah. Except it's going to be open world. Wait, honestly, like it looks pretty good. Like I'm, I, look- I guess I'm, I guess I'm one of those people that are like, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll buy it. <laughs> it looks good, but the problem is, sadly, it's also a step back. Like Pokemon Ar- Legends Arceus is considered the step forward, even though it's a much, like a really late step and a very small step. But people were yep. looking at it as like, you know, hey, they're change, they're trying to change the formula, and then immediately like. A couple months after the release of the game, they announced, "Hey, guess what? Uh, back to formula, <laughs> except it's open world this time." Yay! Well, I mean, if they if they continue to have like traditional Pokemon stuff in these new games, but also like take aspects from this from Legends, like crafting and the open world aspect, which, as far as I know, they are, then Possibly, like I think, yeah. then I think like it would end the level up system. I I think they need to like. Uh, bring it back in mm. Violet and Scarlet or at least I hope so because that's that's what makes this Pokemon specifically more of an RPG is like you've got crafting you got leveling you actually have upgrades well, stuff I mean, like that the other Pokemon games have leveling the only issue is they have the EXP share usually turned on by default which means that yeah. all of your Pokemon level up at the same time yeah oh, I mean that's the same for this one too oh yeah which is weird because exp share is like literally an in use in universe item i believe so yeah but i really like the crafting aspect of it because like with how big the regions are you know you're going to be out hunting pokemon for forever and if you Mm. run out of supplies you have the option to you know craft in the field which is really nice so like if you run out of pokeballs just you know go get some acorns and stuff Stuff like that, and then you can craft some more, and then you can catch more Pokemon, and so on and so forth. Yeah, I, I can Which, see that as a benefit. Like a lot of people don't like crafting systems brought into games. Like when it was announced that Elden Ring had a crafting system, people, were, you know, they groaned. But at the same time, it's not that invasive. It's not that big because it's one of those things that everyone started doing partially because of Minecraft. Uh, yeah. Well, and as far as I can tell from Elden Ring, is you don't have to craft. Oh, you don't. So, like, you can no. just go with the bare minimum bullshit. Yeah. It's just, like, say if you're doing a 
a ranged build of like an archer kind of like a rank the ranger class yeah. um you you might want to go craft some arrows <laughs> uh yeah so is there anything else that you want to talk about uh in relation to pokemon legends arceus not really i mean besides the fact that like I'm literally just having a ball of a time just running around each area and just catching as many Pokemon as I can. Yeah. So Like, this is this is the most fulfilling Pokemon I've ever played. I, I can see that, yeah. It, it is one of those games that just kind of, like, tickles that itch of, you know, ticking off boxes on a checklist, I guess. Yeah, which the, that's, like, 80% of the game. Yeah. So I guess, um, as some wrap-up questions, do you think that they should make a sequel or, like, another game within the Pokemon Legends series like this? Uh, I mean, I can't say for certain. I haven't beaten it yet. So I'm not too too sure how they're gonna, like, play it out at the end. Well, I mean more, like, say... Okay. If they were to... If there was a choice between them making another game at least like this or within the Pokemon Legends series... It doesn't, like, with the name Pokemon Legends, it could be anthology-esque, so it doesn't have to be the same characters, per se. Oh, yeah, but, like, like a Legends series, almost. Yeah, but similar like, kind of mechanics, but built upon. Or, should they just take the concept of it being one game, and, like, you know, some of the mechanics, and bring it over into the main series, so instead of doing, like, a Scarlet and Violet, they just do one game. Yeah, no, I, I think they should just leave this one as its standalone origin story mm. and just bring over the mechanics. Because that's kind of what I was talking about before. Is like I, I would really love it if, like, say, Sword, because I loved Sword. Yeah. I would have really loved it if, they ha- if it had the styling and gameplay of Arceus. Like, it, it would have made the game, like, way fucking better. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. That, that, that makes sense, yeah. Because... I don't know. I have a feeling that the way that they're probably going to go with it is that the Legend series, they're going to have their kind of quote-unquote radical changes to the formula where they're going to try to keep, for the most part, the mainline series, you know, the one that they always split into two, fairly pure, except for maybe, like, minor changes like the fact that it's open world this time. Yeah. So we'll see in the coming years. (laughs) Because overall, I I think the reception to... Uh, Arceus is fairly positive. Yeah, I mean, from what I hear, people love it. It's just the only other thing is, like, the graphics, like, suck ass. Yeah, that's a bit of a problem. That this, like the, I think that's partially due to just the Switch. I mean, the Switch can do some amazingly powerful things, like play Doom and shit. Well, I mean, Breath of the Wild was a launch game, and that game was fucking beautiful. And the physics were, like, they were all fully functional. Mm, true. But, like, the tall grass in Legends doesn't even wave back and forth. Ah. <laughs> it just kind of, like, stands up, and it doesn't move. I see. And then, like, if you're far away from trees, like, and you see the trees way in the distance, like, they will, like, basically just be, like, paper mache. Yeah. And then you get closer, and then suddenly, boom, life gets brought back into them, and it's very, it's very weird. Oh, jeez. And then, like, Pokemon start, like, glitching out, and, like, there was one time mm. I was running around the field, and, like, a Pokemon just straight up went up a fucking tree. <laughs> wow. And, like, just, like, vanished. I was like, okay. Yeah. Uh, so I think that that's about it, right? 
yeah, I mean, that's all that I could think of for right. it. I, obviously, I'm still going to play it because it's really fun and addictive. Yeah. Like, I've been I've been taking it to bed, like, every night. <laughs> like, I watch something, and then I'll, like, fill in the Pokédex some more and then call it quits. Nice. Uh, I love a game that kind of gives you that feeling of, I can hop into this for just, like, a little bit and just chip at it throughout time. That's nice. Well, yeah, like, like if there's a specific Pokémon that I found... Then, you know, like, before bed, I'll just, like, fill out the Pokédex for that specific Pokémon and then, like, put it down for the night. And it's, like, it's super fulfilling. Nice. Uh, so, I guess we will go on and say... What other games have you been playing? Uh, well, I've been playing Elden Ring. I've been trying my best to get as far as I can in that, but it's fucking hard. Where Where are you right now? Uh, I'm, I'm like, just before the castle, I'm, like, fighting this, like, elder guy... This big ass old dude with a spear. Nice. I don't I still know. If have, you're... No, I still have to get there. I'm, I'm probably close-ish. Well, I, I'm gonna be honest with you. I just took, I just took my horse and just fucking booked it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I tend to play uh, Soulsborne games a little bit more methodical, and for some reason, I always feel a need to just kill as much as I can as I go along. Don't know why. Well, I'm going to have to go back, because this boss is really hard, and I need to level up some more, so... Yeah, that's usually the the thing is with uh, Elden Ring, is the if you don't feel that you're strong enough, just go level up. Yeah. Kind of thing. Very classic RPG stuff. <laughs> uh, other than that, I've been playing Cyberpunk on my computer. Uh, just, that's, that's about it. Nice. I haven't really been playing much. Uh, this week has been very busy for me. Uh, I rearranged so that uh, background noise wouldn't be as much of a problem for um, recording. Right. Uh, I also... (laughs) It was a lot of moving stuff, and I had to take apart and rebuild my desk and everything. It was a thing. But hopefully that'll help improve the audio quality of the episodes. It'll help, you know, cut down on too many problems happening during recordings. And might make streams a little bit better. We'll see. The only potential issue is uh, my internet might not be quite as strong. But so far, it seems fine. That's good. So, yeah. Uh, otherwise, I I watched um, I watched Turning Red, that new the new Pixar movie. Uh, how was it? It's not bad. I mean, so watching the trailers on repeat because they they always do that with some of those movies. I knew that it was going to be rough for me to get through. It's one of those ones that I have to like pause every so often because cringe kids are going to be cringe kids. But I do have to say I respect it a lot for having probably the most realistic portrayal of kids I've seen in a a, a kids movie. So that's nice. Uh, and I think it has potentially Pixar's first swear in it. Really? What they say? Yes. Crap. Oh jeez! Yeah, Pixar. How dare right? You. Not naughty, naughty Pixar. But yeah, it it's good. It just took me pretty much the entire day to watch it. So I haven't I haven't watched any movies like that in such a long time. Yeah, uh, I also watched The Batman. That's nice. I'm I'm hearing exceptional things about it, and like promotional things these days, it's all about Batman. Like the Batman pizza. Yeah. You seen that? <laughs> Yes, that's all. I was like, like, "What the fuck?" A trailer for the pizza came on before the movie, and then, and then, like the stuff that I'm personally hearing is everyone is just like flipping their shit over uh, 
Robert Pattinson. Ro- Ro- yeah, Robert Pattinson, because he's like an emo Bruce Wayne, and people he just is. people just love the fuck out of it. Okay, they're like they're like cosplaying as him, like. <laughs> but I just I just like the term emo Bruce Wayne, which just makes me want to watch it more. Okay, yes, he is an emo Bruce Wayne. So to kind of get some negatives out there, just real quick, um, it is three hours long. It's not really so negative. It, like, a long movie is a good movie. Yes, but it depends on if it feels like it needed the three hours, you know? Oh, uh, yeah, like, if the whole three hours was very yeah, satisfying. If, if, if you're able to watch it and not notice that it's three hours long, then it's it's fine. But if, like, Endgame, you watch it and it doesn't necessarily feel like it's three hours long. Yeah, there's always something going on. Yeah. In this... When you're going through it, you can kind of feel, ah, yeah, it, they could have, they could have maybe trimmed this a little bit here, a little bit there, but otherwise you don't feel it too much. So it it, it is still pretty good. Um, and yes, emo Bruce Wayne. Um, I I actually so I bought a T-shirt for the movie. <laughs> so my favorite Fucking podcast. Fanboy. So my my favorite podcast is the Weekly Planet, right. and they. They like to nickname or go with some nicknames of the the Batman. So like Ben Affleck's Batman is Batfleck. Um, so they they were like, okay, so what's going to be the name for Robert Pattinson? So the initial one was Robert Battinson, but then they decided <laughs> to go Rob Bat Batten Bat. Rob Bat Batten Bat. Yes, Rob Bat Batten Bat. I like so, that one. Yeah. So they got it on a T-shirt and everything, and so so I bought that T-shirt. There, like, there was also I like emo Bruce Wayne better. <laughs> Emo Bruce Wayne is nice. Um, <laughs> like I've seen but, pictures of it too, and it's like, yeah, that that makes sense. Yeah, it's because it's it's his second year as Batman, so it's like fairly early days Batman. So he's still kind of tore up about his family and everything. So, um, but one of the designs that came from the Robert Batten bat was Robert Pattinson's Batman with a baseball bat batting at a bat. You know, Robert Batten bat. Yeah. And in the movie, he actually gets a hold of, like, a baseball bat or, like, a crowbar and just starts beating the shit out of people. So, <laughs> it, oh, that's another thing. It is a very visceral, brutal movie at times, and I love it for that. It's so fun. Well, I mean, Batman is supposed to be, like, this, like, really gruesome hero. Well, I wouldn't say hero, but... Well, he, he is a, a hero. He's not traditionally considered, like, an anti-hero or anything. Yeah. But in this case, like, he is, like, you can hear people's bones, like, breaking with him. Oh, jeez. He is not gentle. So so the people who made the movie, like, really went into the effects for it, huh? Oh, yeah, like, the, the sound design's great. Like, you hear a guy's face being turned into pulp. So, <laughs> it, it, it's fun. It is probably the darkest uh, Batman movie. Like, you might think, oh, Batman Returns is fairly dark. That's more dark in, you know, the Tim Burton dark way. Yeah. Where this, like, it's dealing with a lot more heavy subject matter. Like, the Riddler is a serial killer. That's really cool. Yeah. Like, his riddles are, like, trying to, you know, are related to the murder and who his next victim might be and whatnot, so. Right. It, I heard uh, I heard currently, though, that the Dark Knight still reigns supreme. 
The Dark Knight's good. Yeah. Um, like, like the new Batman is like just under it for now. Personally, the way I would rank my Batman, like, I I liked the Dark Knight. I also liked Batman Begins. So like, the the Nolan Batman movies were were good. I still have yet to see Dark Knight Rises, sadly. Um, but I do like Keaton's Batman maybe a little bit more. Yeah, that's fair. But this one, I, th- I think, takes it... Puts them all to it, shame. Well, not necessarily, but I do think it has a lot more possibilities, you know? Oh, you think they're going to make a sequel or something? Almost certainly, yeah. Well, don't 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 say too much, because I want to see it, so... Oh, I, don't worry, I, I, I won't. Just, like, with how well it's doing, and people, like, the, the casts and everyone's, like, hopes is it will most likely build off into at least one or two more movies with some potentially, you know, classic villains or some newer ones, who knows. Um, but the only the biggest thing to kind of take into it is similar to, like, other portrayals of Batman, it is a lot more grounded. Okay. Like, uh, so Keaton's Batman, or at least that universe, Superman does technically exist somewhere because uh, Clooney's Batman mentions it at some point. Um, uh, the Nolan Batmans could theoretically have transitioned into a world where like Superman exists and everything. But this one, they are trying to keep it fairly grounded. Like, no supernatural shit. Yeah. So that's kind of the, that's the cool. idea that they're going with. That's cool, though. I like that. Yeah. And I, I think, like, a lot of people were a bit hesitant with whether or not he would be a good Batman, but I, I think he, he knocks it out of the park. I mean, from the trailers, like, he seemed like a really good Batman. Yeah, it's just... Like, he's, he's not as buff as the other ones, obviously, but... So, he's he a good Batman. He's a good Batman, but people would probably argue that he's not a good Bruce Wayne, but that's the point, is that he doesn't want to be Bruce Wayne. At this point, he doesn't want to. He he doesn't outwardly try to like help Gotham with his money or anything. He's fully focused on the beat the shit out of crime, you know, mentality. Yeah, yeah. Hey, anyway, we're running a little bit low on time. You have to get to work, so yeah. So I, um, I actually have to leave earlier now. So yeah. So let's go ahead and start wrapping it up. Yeah. Other than that, thank you guys so much for listening and joining us this week. If you want to write in, say hello, uh, or something, go ahead and email us at officialrpghangout at gmail.com. Feel free to leave a review. I, I haven't been asking for that at the end of these episodes, but I hear it helps. That'll help us to, you know, grow more. Yeah. Um, Just if be you'd honest, like to tell us we suck or if we're good or not. Yeah, or, you know, give us a five-star review and then tell us we suck. That, that'd be great, too. <laughs> uh, feel free to, if you would like to see when these episodes go up, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at RPG Hangout or uh, Leo Legionnaire on Twitter and Instagram. All of our links are down in the description or the show notes. Yeah, check out Nathan's music and whatnot. Yep, yep. But yeah, I think that that does us good for this episode. We will see you guys later. Goodbye. See you next time. Even on a budget, 
Quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.